Welcome to the Husband Factory Podcast. I'm the host and founder, Makita Kamara Omensa. Join me here every week where I help single women meet good men and enjoy great marriages using proven faith-based principles. Now, here's today's episode. Welcome to the Husband Factory Podcast. I am so grateful to be here with you this morning. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for sharing this podcast. I want every single woman to have a good marriage. Marriage is important. Marriage is so important that it's the foundation of society. It's the foundation of the world because the home is the foundation of society and the foundation of home of the home or the family is the marriage. So when you have a marriage that's intact, you have a family that's intact. And when you have a family that's intact, your society is intact. So it's really, really important. And not only that, it's important to have a good marriage, to have good health, you know, to have good mental and emotional health. So today I want to talk to you about the most important relationship you will ever have besides God, okay? And it's not marriage. <laughs> I know that's what you're thinking. And your relationship is not with your husband. But before I get there, I want to tell you some statistics. So Dove, the beauty soap company, has has done some research and some other companies have done some research on women. And this is what they came up with. They said that 4% of women worldwide consider themselves beautiful. Only 4%. That means 96% of women do not like how they look. Either they don't like their lips, they don't like their hips, they don't like their eyes, they don't like their body. 96% of women worldwide don't like how they look. Only 4% consider themselves beautiful. Now, over half of women agree that they're their own worst beauty critic. By the time girls reach the tender age of 17, 78%, 70, that's more than half, seven, that's almost all of them. You know, almost 80% of them will be unhappy with their bodies. And the research that they did also found that 47% of girls ages 11 to 14 refuse to take part in activities that might show their bodies in any way. What is it with us and our bodies? Now, in the workplace, women's confidence actually declines with experience. 27% of new female employees are confident that they can reach top management, but this drops by to a mere 13% in experienced female employees. So when they first get there, 27% is like, yes, definitely. I can I can be at the top, you know. I can have a executive position, but by the time they've been there for a while, only 13% believe that they can. 67% of women said that they needed more support building confidence before they felt like they could be leaders. 73% lack the confidence to pursue a job opportunity beyond their experience. 61% lack the confidence to request a new role or position. And 65% lack the confidence to ask for promotion. That is not great. Whereas the men ask for promotions all the time. Now, men, male employees were likely to apply for promotion when they felt they had 60% of the qualifications. But guess what? The women felt like they needed 100% of the qualifications before they applied for a promotion. Just to show you the state of women and our love for ourselves and our self-esteem. And that brings me to what I want to talk to today. 
the most important relationship you will have is the relationship with yourself. After God, of course, so that's why I said it's your second, sorry. So your second most relationship is your relationship with yourself. It's not interpersonal, it's intrapersonal. Your relationship with yourself is the most important relationship that you will have. You need self-knowledge of yourself and you need that self-knowledge is not just going to help you in life. Like we talked about having a job. We talked about, you know, self-esteem and the statistics, but it's also going to help you with your marriage. Love is not enough to maintain a relationship. Most people that are divorced are still in love with each other. Most people whose relationships break up are still in love with each other. That's why you have sometimes toxic things where people keep going back and forth with each other. But so it's not because they don't love each other. It's because they don't have knowledge of themselves and knowledge of how to make the relationship work. So you need to know about you. If you don't like yourself, even if a man is crazy about you, you will find some way to sabotage the relationship. So today I want us to focus on you. I want us to focus on that relationship that you have with yourself. And your knowledge of yourself, because it's very important for you to have knowledge of yourself before you get married. So there's, if there's anything that needs to be corrected, anything that needs to be changed, you have time to do it. So ask yourself some questions. What triggers do you have that you need to fix? Knowledge is the key to successful relationships. Do you have any triggers? Is anything that somebody says that just throws you off or makes you, you know, if somebody brings up your education, maybe you didn't finish school and somebody brings up education, is that a trigger for you? If it is, you need to deal with it. Why is it a trigger? Why can't you fix it? What do you need to change about how you feel about it? Okay, so what? I didn't finish school, but I have this going for me. I have this going for me. I have this going for me. And I have plans to finish or I don't have plans to finish, but instead of finishing, this is what I'm going to do. Fix it. Deal with it. So it's no longer a trigger. Most of us want to know other people, but don't want to know ourselves. And there are many of us that don't like ourselves. But if you don't like yourself, isn't it kind of crazy to expect other people to like you? If you don't like yourself, it's kind of crazy that you expect a man to like you or you want a man to like you. He can't like you. You know, when the Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself, that means that for you to effectively love somebody else, you have to love yourself. And I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, but I have a, I'm very good at loving other people. I have a hard time loving myself, but I'm very good at loving other people. And I'm going to tell you that you're wrong. Because if you don't love yourself, the way you love other people is going to be dysfunctional. You may be sacrificial, you may be giving, but guess what? It's dysfunctional. Because if you don't love yourself, your love might be obsessive, your love might be jealous, your love may not have boundaries, and most likely your love will be enabling because you're going to allow men to misbehave and you're going to let it slide. You're going to allow them to walk all over you and you're going to let it slide. You're going to allow them to do things that they shouldn't do, but you are afraid to confront them. So if you don't love yourself, chances are you're not going to confront bad behavior. You're going to let it slide or you're going to allow yourself to be mistreated. That doesn't mean that you love that person. It means that you don't love them if you allow them to to continue you know, with their bad behavior. So the point I'm making is once you don't love yourself, you cannot effectively love anyone else. Are you impatient? Do you have secret sins? Ask yourself, if knowing everything I know about myself, would I marry me? You know, most people don't know you, right? 
when we see you, you got your Mac make makeup on, you got your heels, you know, you dress to the T. We don't know you, but you know you. So if I knew everything about me, would I still marry me? And if the answer is yes, kudos to you. God bless you. That's awesome. But the answer, if the answer is no, look at what needs to be fixed. Fix some things. If you knew all you know about yourself, would you marry you? Now, would you marry you if you knew how you relate to men? Now think about it. The men in your life, how do you relate to them? When I say the men in your life, I'm not talking about your relationships. I'm not talking about men that you like. I'm talking about men in general. How do you treat men when you go to a store? Let's see, there's a man behind the counter. You went to change your oil. How do you treat men and your family? How do you treat men at school? How do you treat men at work? Because the way you treat and you talk to those men at work and in your family and your school is how you're going to talk to and treat your husband. Now, you're going to say, oh, no, no, that's different. It's not different. Trust me. <laughs> Before you're married, you always think that when you get married, things will just be rosy, but they won't. If you don't know how to talk to men now in your family and in your workplace, if you snap at them, if you talk to them in a disrespectful manner, if you if they get on your nerves and you yell at them and you're like, get out of my face. If you do all those kind of stuff to men in your family and in your workplace and your in your school, guess what? When you get married, when your husband gets on your nerves, you're going to do the same thing. Doesn't matter if you love him or not. That's your character. Character doesn't change when you get married. Character gets magnified. So any character flaw you have now will grow exponentially when you get married. And because you love your husband, don't think that you're going to treat him different than you treat other men. You're not. So that's why I always say practice with the other men. Practice with annoying men. All those annoying men, there's annoying men everywhere. Everywhere you look, you can find an annoying man. All those annoying men in your family, in your job in your school, in your church, practice with them. When they get on your nerves, practice being kind. When they say things that are hurtful, practice, you know, talking to them in a respectful manner and still getting your point across. Practice because you're going to need all the practice you can get once you get married. What do you know about, about the women in your family and their relationships? Do the women in your family have good relationships? Don't think, oh, it's not going to happen to me. All my aunts, None of them are married. All my aunts, all their husbands leave them. All my aunts, they always end up going back to their father's house. They always end up going back home because their husbands kicked them out. You, you, If you notice any type of pattern, oh, my mom never had a good relationship. My mom was abused or my mom, whatever it was. If you notice any type of pattern in your family, don't think that you're the exception. The only way you're going to be the exception is if you do something different. If you take, and this is the difference you can do, get knowledge of what happened, find out exactly, take a, take an inventory, start asking questions, look at your aunt's relationships, look at your mom's relationships, look at your grandma's relationships with men. I'm talking marriage. And if they weren't married, then you know that marriage is getting married might be a challenge for you. Like, for example, I'm the first one to be married in my family on my mother's side. So my mom wasn't married. My grandma wasn't married. So. When it came time for me to be married, I had to realize, wait a minute, there's a challenge here because women in my family don't get married. And then I also had to realize if they don't get married, that means staying married is going to be a challenge. So I better find. So anytime 
there'll be an argument with my husband or not, or I want to quit or something like that. I'm like, "Mm -mm. this thing is a pattern. This thing is bigger than me and him. This thing is coming from the past. It's coming from our foundation. And I refuse to let it affect my marriage, you know? So then you have to, but if I didn't realize that, if I didn't recognize it, if I didn't have knowledge of it, I would just be like, I quit. I quit. I'm leaving. Can I tell you something? When you get married, you will have a time when you want to leave your marriage. It will happen. Your your mind would, and then even if it's just for a split second, you will think the thought that, can I just be honest with you? You will think that thought. And like I said, it may just be a split second and you and you brush it away. But the thought will come because marriage has a lot of pressure and marriage has a lot of enemies. And, you know, there's a whole aspect of getting to know a completely different person who grew up in a completely different home, who does things a completely different way. OK, that's there's so much to it. So the best way you can prepare yourself is know what you're getting into and to know yourself. So if the women in your family don't get married or if the women in the fa- in your family all have control over their husbands and their husbands feel like dirt, you know what you need to do to make sure it doesn't happen to you. You don't want to be somebody that's unhappy with yourself deep down. You know, like let's say you don't like your nose, you don't like your hips, you don't like your lips. Maybe you have anger issues. Maybe you have rejection that you haven't dealt with. You don't want to be somebody that has all of that stuff and then you package yourself with all that mess and then enter into somebody else's life. That's not fair. Just like it's not fair for men to have rejection issues and anger issues and self-hatred and then package himself with a cis pack and broad shoulders and a deep voice and nice cologne and enter into your life. And, you know, meanwhile, he's got all that baggage he needs to deal with. The more now, this doesn't mean you're going to deal with every single thing before you get married, but you need to deal with a good portion of it. You should. The more you deal with, the better for you and the better quality of men you're going to attract. Use your unmarried time to get better. Use your unmarried time to get the word in your heart. Get God's word in your heart. Find out what God's word has to say about those hurts. Find out what God's word has to say about those patterns in your family. Find out what God's word has to say about how you should feel about yourself, how you should see yourself. What does God's word have to say about your future? You should be bringing value to the table and know that you have value. See, there's some of us that have value, but don't even realize that we're bringing value to the table. So we allow men to mistreat us. Get educated, get counseling, work on your character. Let me just say this. If you're lonely now, marriage will not fix it. The loneliest place in the world is being married and being lonely. That is the worst. To be in a marriage and you're still lonely. But guess what? If you're not lonely before marriage, you won't be lonely after marriage. So get counseling. Find out if what you need to do to fix your loneliness, if that's your case. Don't be somebody that's going to enter a marriage where they expect their spouse to be their all in all. Remember what I said, marriage amplifies what is already there. It's a revealer of what's already there. Now, sometimes it could be that you're not married. This isn't all the time, but it could be like if you're somebody that really wants to get married and you're wondering what's going on, it could be that because you're not ready. Because God is still working on you. Like God still wants to work on you. Not just, remember what I said, it's not just because he wants you to be better for the other person, but he wants you to expect better from the other person. He doesn't want your self-esteem to be down to the ground that you allow someone to mistreat you. 
He doesn't want your self-esteem to be so down to the ground that you don't even know when a man is mistreating you or treating you less than. God wants the very best for you. He wants you to have a healthy, thriving marriage. You cannot do exploits. You cannot do amazing things if there's fire in your house. When I say fire, I mean arguments and tension and disagreements and, uh, you know, like right now, if you're dating a guy, if you're in a relationship, if the two of you fight, you go your way, he goes his way. And if you don't want, you don't have to have to see him again. You can completely ignore his phone calls. You can completely ignore him just left, right and center. Uh, but it's different when you get married, because where's he going? Where are you going? That same house. Even if you sleep in the same bed and you face east and he faces west, you're still in the same house and then you see him again the next morning. So the more you work on you, the better chances you have of attracting somebody that is whole too. When you're whole, when you're complete, when you're healed, the chances of somebody that is whole and complete and healed being attracted to you are boosted. Not only that, the chances of you having a marriage where you guys can actually focus on what you want to achieve. You can actually focus on the goals for the family. You can actually focus on, oh, what's our next step? What's our next vacation? What's, you know, what are we going to do? What's our financial goals? You can actually focus on those things. What are we going to do for God this year? You can actually focus on those things when you're not bogged down with emotional and mental mess. So I want you to... Realize that God wants the very best for you. And he has a great, great plan for you. And he has a great guy out there for you. But take the time to get to know yourself. And if there's anything that needs to be worked on, work on it. And the other aspect of knowing yourself is knowing all the good things about you. If I were to ask you, what's your superpower? What would you say? If I were to ask you, what's your gifts? What are your gifts? What are your talents? What would you say? If I were to ask you, what do you like about yourself? What would you say? You should have an answer to all those questions, because if you don't have an answer and you meet a guy that is your type of guy and he mistreats you, you may not even realize it because you're so into him and because you don't even know what you have. You don't even know what you carry and you may allow him to abuse you. So you need to know not just the bad. You also need to know the good. You just need to have knowledge of you. Knowledge is the foundation for a healthy relationship. Knowledge is the way to remove stress from relationships. I hope you learned a lot from this episode. I want to hear from you. Send me a message, send me an email, and hope we can talk soon. Take care now. Bye-bye. I'm sure you got a lot out of today's episode. Don't forget to share. And guess what? The conversation doesn't have to end here. Hop online to www.husbandfactory.com to subscribe to my VIP newsletter. Just scroll to the bottom of any page and you'll see the button there. Remember, all the great love stories you've ever heard, out of all of them, yours is going to be the best. Can't wait to hear it. See you next week.